Okay. This is the Tasty Bits Pod. Follow at Tasty Bits Pod on X, Threads, and Reddit. Subscribe to the Tasty Bits Pod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to partake. I am your host, Dino DeCespedes, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Grant Angle. What is up, man? Buddy, I'm feeling fucking fantastic. The Premier League is back. Pep is back. And as a bonus, I get a reprieve for at least a few months where I don't have to be annoyed by Gareth Southgate's squad management decisions. So let's just win some fucking cash on these football games. Let's go. Pep's back. Pep's back is back. We're fucking ready. (laughs) We're recording this Wednesday night. Plenty of time to watch, listen, and get your picks in before this weekend's action. Before we hit the stats, quick reminder to please always bet responsibly. Again, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Last weekend, no Premier League action. Good news is we didn't lose any money. Feels almost like a win. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. You can always check the Tasty Sats Google Doc if you want more details on how we've done so far this season. And like you said, we are back. Lots to talk about. Where do you want to get started? I think when we were both perusing the lines, me on the beautiful western side of the United States, you all the way. I'm up in the Pacific Northwest. We might be the two podcasters. I'm not sure about this. I haven't listened to every podcast. There are quite a few of them. We might be the two dudes who are furthest away from each other, who talk about Hmm. the NFL, college football, and Premier League soccer. It's whatever that vertical is, I think we have the most mileage between us. Uh, And even with all that distance separating us, I believe our eyes went to the exact same matchup. (laughs) And that would be Brighton and Hove Albion visiting Old Trafford to take on those Red Devils of Manchester United. I love that. I mean, that's a mind mill that spans the entire U.S. of A. Crazy. What's more beautiful than that? But yeah, my eyes went exactly to this matchup. When I dug into it this season, Brighton has roughly double the XG differential that United has. Their regular goal differentials on the season, Brighton is plus six. Manchester United is minus two. Amazing. So right off the bat, we're on full-on code red, halfy half alert. Mm -hmm. Brighton scored 12 goals in four matches which is three wins and a loss uh, in those four. Really nice bounce back win for Brighton, beating Newcastle 3-1 to one after falling at home to West Ham uh, to that exact same scoreline. United, I feel like we've been on this from, from the jump. Just five goals on the season, again, to Brighton's 12. Crazy. Looking at these two teams, I'm not really sure that I can say definitively that United is the better team, which feels weird, right? Because it's just like, okay, well, you know, they've got all the guys and all that. But at the same time, it feels accurate. And then when you throw in the form, you know, kind of like how these squads are looking right now, I don't know, the half you have here just looks way, way, way too tasty. So to get into a little bit of the numbers, Brighton to win out right here is plus 210 and the draw is plus 280. I got to feel like if we jump on both of these, we absolutely cash one of these two. United looks like they're reeling right now. It just seems like the vibes are just way, way, way off. Yep. You know, they they were so close to kind of like getting the kind of win that can turn a season around at Arsenal when, when Garnacho gets that breakaway. But then they totally backslide in the entire other direction, you know, just kind of losing grip of that game. Uh, and basically finding a loss where they might have had a win. I think the trend continues a little bit here. Just the fact that Brighton's plus 210 to win at Old Trafford, that's a pretty wild number when you think about historically what these two teams have been. Um, 
Yeah, for sure. And I think you're right. Like, I mean, just looking at the form, looking at the way the two teams play, looking at the managers. And, you know, I mm-hmm. say this obviously, uh, you know, without a, without a hint of bias, um, but uh, <laughs> I would say, what has United shown that would lead you to believe that this season, in the year of our Lord, 2023, that they're better than Brighton? Nothing. I don't think anything. I mean, I think you play back in your head, you know, some of the Bruno highlights that you might have to go back a year or two to kind of like really pull a library together. Same thing with Rashford. Erickson's had uh, some moments, but he's he's kind of at the point of his career where you expect something maybe once every three, four or five games from him right. that can really kind of turn a game. Outside of that, I don't know, like <laughs> it's not, not a whole lot to, you know, kind of like hang your hat on this season. Yeah. And so let's think about let's think about last season or even a little before that. So Brighton has beaten United in their last three Premier League matches. Now, I will say with the caveat Mm. that there was that gutting FA Cup loss um, in PKs sprinkled in there. But nevertheless, last season started with a 2-1 Brighton Hove Albion victory over United at Old Trafford, where Pascal Gross scored a brace to get the win, and I think United's only goal in that game was a McAllister own goal. So Brighton had to do the scoring for both sides there. We also get to root against United, always great. And we might get to revel at the sight of, you know, sad fans pouring out of Old Trafford before the final whistle. I always enjoy, you know, seeing, seeing the overhead shot of that. Uh, there's been a trend that I think we've had the good fortune and maybe good foresight to be able to take advantage of, which is bet against the shirt, you know, mm. whether that's, Chelsea, we've tried to kind of like take a couple swings betting against Liverpool. United, we've bet against them. There's definitely an opportunity to look at some of these big teams, big brands that when you just watch them on the field, don't show you anything. But the lines are still a little bit stuck in the past, you know, and I think this is a perfect example of that. I think you mentioned that um, Ferguson might not be playing in this one. That's certainly what it looks like, although he hasn't fully been ruled out as of right now up to the minute. But I think even his injury might be already baked into these lines. Brighton's probably the better team, you know, and still they're a little bit of an underdog uh, and the draw still at plus 280, the least likely of the three, according to Vegas. So I think we can really take advantage of some opportunity here and kind of maybe some dumber money still coming in on United. They're probably looking at it, oh, they've got to break the ship at some point, right? But, you know, maybe they do, but they probably won't. And if they do, it probably won't be in this one. And I think, you know, I'm not going to act like I'm like fucking Mr. Tactical Guy, but I mean, just thinking about the way this is going to go, like Estupinian from from the fullback position, streaking up the left-hand side, where sometimes he's going to have those like overlapping runs with Matoma, who is, we've obviously Mm -hmm. already talked about Matoma, who's just fucking deadly on the left. You know, if you start to cause some real problems for like Juan Basaka back there, you can stretch out United's defense pretty quickly. I mean, they they were trotting out Harry Maguire, taking a page out of old Gareth Southgate's fucking playbook, but I, I won't. Uh, I digress. Um, you know, they start, they, they bring out McGuire out there to play center back. And if you're doing that down the left-hand side, you also get the benefit of you're going to drag Casemiro back into defense. And I think that yeah. could just be a long day for the Reds. I do have, actually, I want to do this in real time. Anytime goal scorer, I mm. want to look at, oh man. Yeah, see, even these are, these are interesting. So the shortest odds are Rashford at plus 160, then uh, Rasmus Hoyland uh, for United at plus 165, 
FanDuel has Evan Ferguson at only plus 180. So I wonder if they think he's going to play after resting during the international break. He did not uh, play in either Euro qualifier for Ireland. After that, you have Anthony Marischal at uh, plus 190. And let me tell you, you could give me plus 1,000. Marischal's not going <laughs> to fucking score. He doesn't score. <laughs> it's been a while since you've scored. How far do you have to go past Ferguson to get to another Brighton guy? Ansu Fati is plus 210. And the guy who I wanted okay. to look at is their fucking genius uh, Brazilian attacking midfielder, João Pedro. I thought I was going to be onto something. He's only plus 240, which is not quite as long mm. as I like for a goal scorer. But I could just I could see Pedro knocking one past, uh, past the goalkeeper there. So. so I want to ask you about two. Where's Matoma? You know, that's a great question. What the fuck? Matoma is at plus 300. There we go. Now we're starting to get somewhere. Who else you got? Getting tasty. How about a little bit of Danny Welbeck <laughs> revenge game? <laughs> I knew you were going to go Danny Welbeck. Yeah. Come on, let's go. FanDuel has their eyes on that. Uh, Welbeck is a plus 240 alongside Pedro. Goddamn. Okay, yeah. so Matoma's, I think, yeah. Well, let's do a little Tammy on Matoma. Like, let's just, I don't know. Quintessential sprinkle, sprinkle opportunity, I, I think, in my book. I like it. I mean, is if a Hammy at plus 300, well, we're talking we only win three tenths of a unit, though, right? Like, I mean, it's still an anytime goal scorer bet. That's true. I think we, we've, we've only hit one of those in the history of the show, our Diamond Phil phone. Fucking shout out to um, Phil. Ferguson might be, you know, not not right. And if he doesn't play and Welbeck takes a spot, or probably Ansu Fati is going to take that spot. I think so, yeah. Um, but, like, to your point, I think the danger are essentially the, the wingers, right? right? Like, And Matoma feels like he's due, you know? Oh, so, man. I don't know. It sounds like you maybe want to crank it up a little bit. Is the hammy too, too conservative? I feel like it's a – I don't know. What See, are you thinking? I mean, I think my brain went to a quarter because then we can get three-fourths of a unit out of it. But it is an anytime goal scorer bet. I don't know. I, mean, I kind of like the quarter unit, though. That's a nicer payout. It doesn't cost a whole lot. Outside of Rashford, who uh, on United is as is as good as Matoma? Maybe uh, Bruno. I okay. I'm hate. I'm hating. Sorry, Bruno. Bruno's yeah. done it for a long time. <laughs> I think Casemiro also is yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. You got to kind of scour through some names <laughs> to kind of get get anybody else in that mix. Yeah. Um, especially how good Matoma's looked. I don't know. I think Brighton's just on. Brighton just seems like they're playing a brand of ball that's like a little bit more future forward. Hell yeah. You know, than, than United's like, all right, let's let's get some stars in here and let's, uh, you know, let's just out-talent these guys and out-spend. That just seems to not be the move anymore. And they, they seem stuck in like a little bit of a different era, uh, United. So I'm feeling really good about this. And I think I want to do the quarter unit on Matoma. I love it. I think you're right about it. You know, especially with Ferguson, maybe he doesn't play the whole game and like, you know, that, that shifts their offensive attack a little bit. And like you said, I think United's vulnerable in that spot. So let's let's do let's do a quarter unit on Matoma, oh. anytime goal scorer. I love it. And it's already in the Manchester evening news. Manchester <laughs> Man, I know <laughs> you know I'm locked in. I know <laughs> of course. <laughs> um uh, Manchester United is interested in uh, pursuing Evan Ferguson next summer. Mm -hmm. I bet you are. Sure they are. Yeah, sure they are. So we are taking the traditional halfy half, which is half a unit plus 280 on the draw, Brighton United. And we are also taking with the other half, Brighton to win outright at Old Trafford plus 210. And we're cranking it up a notch, quarter unit, anytime goal scorer, cosine on Matoma for Brighton. Hell yeah. 
Speaking of betting against the shirts, it's becoming a TBP tradition. Dino's time to shit on Chelsea. <laughs> I love it. One of, my, oh, one of my favorite traditions, in fact. <laughs> so, I can't really see Chelsea losing back-to-back games. That one feels like a little bit of a stretch, especially against teams that spend a fraction of what they do on players. For what it's worth, I don't see them winning this one either. So they are visiting Bournemouth. Bournemouth, to their credit, two big boy draws, 1-1 at home against the Moyes boys, and 2-2 away at Brentford. So, you know, they're not some kind of pushover. Um, They've got the home loss to Tottenham and the away loss to Liverpool, uh, a match in which they at least scored and scored first in that one. So not a total beatdown. And obviously Liverpool has looked great since then. I think Bournemouth's just tough. And looking at this young Chelsea roster, whose average age is 23.7 years old, good for the youngest team in the entire Premier League. Wow. We still haven't seen these guys show out yet, especially on this biggest stage. You know, we kind of opened the show talking about just how nice it is to have this fucking like gem of a league, you know, where you've just got like 20 squads, tons of talent, lots of parody, lots of unpredictability. And this is like, I don't know. This stage is like no fucking joke, you know, and like Chelsea's got young, talented players. That's the bet that they've made, but we have not seen them perform in this league. And I don't know, since I've been watching Premier League, I've seen plenty of talent come in from other leagues and just not be able to pick up either the speed or the physicality or the tactical parts or just, you know, the tabloids. Like there's just so much fucking, you know, that you have to, overcome to be able to be successful in the league. And even a guy like Mo Salah, you know, you see, or, or Kevin, you know, KDB, yeah. like struggle in one team. They've got to kind of like take a loop, you know, a loop around the park and, and work their way back to this premier league. And they really end up hitting their strides in their late twenties, early thirties. And that's kind of like sometimes when you see the best of these guys. So Chelsea's such a young team. They're still getting the respect. Speaking of the jerseys, they're minus one forty on the road, playing a Bournemouth side that has to feel like this is a very weak, very beatable Chelsea squad. So I've been fading Chelsea since the offseason, as you know, to just wonderful results. Uh, And I just feel like this young team, I think they got to show me something in a road game like this against a grizzled Bournemouth side who loves to kind of muck things up and, you know, loves to find the draw almost as much as I do. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm here to fucking find the motherfucking draw. Plus 310, Bournemouth Chelsea. I know you're prone to co-sign the old FTDs, but can I get you in on this one? Is it too much of a stretch to think that the Cherries can equal what the Chelsea Blues bring to the table in this one? Plus 310, that's a nice number. It's just a little tick above where we want to see it, which is a plus 300, which represents... Roughly the 24, 25% of the time that matches in the Premier League draw. So I like the number. I like where things are trending. Let me know what you think about this. Well, you know, I wouldn't want to miss an opportunity to find a draw with you. So let me just, I'll just start with it because no excuses. I'm co signing this with you. I co sign every find the draw. I trust your judgment. <laughs> Fucking riding with on this. <laughs> it's funny that you talk about betting against the shirt and like your Chelsea bet to finish in the bottom half looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I co-signed them to finish bottom 10. I wasn't quite as confident as you, but then I also co-signed them to finish outside of the top six. I think the top six one is a lock. I think we'll see how the outside of, of the top 10 goes. And I still, still, in that caveman brain, 
and it's just I no. have I just have John Terry and Didier Drogba and fucking Claude McAlealy and these wonderful players in the back of my head. I gotta remind myself to adapt the Pat Riley quote. They ain't walking out of that dressing room, as they say mm-hmm. over across the pond. And so it's it might not even be so much just the shirt, but it I, I still have that little bit of fear, like I think you nailed it, of maybe people thinking well, the young talent is going to start putting it together at some point, but away at Bournemouth, I think that's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough sell for them. And I got to tell you, whatever those tricky bastards in Vegas are cooking up, to have Chelsea at minus one forty away, I fucking hate that. That is like that is alarm bells to where they're, they're like it's almost like they're trying to trick us to be like, no, 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 they're actually a pretty big favorite. Just come and take this free. Just come and take this free money here. And I just, I don't think Chelsea should be minus 140 away against a lot of teams. Um, so that just, yeah. that just doesn't feel right. To re- rewind back, I remember we called out that they were the second biggest favorite <laughs> last match week against Nottingham Forest. I think they were minus 270 yeah. at home against Forest yeah. and didn't look any kind of competitive in that game. Wow. So yeah, the same kind of thing as we talked about with United. We just haven't seen it. Maybe they do end up finishing top half. I'm glad you called out the bet that we made last week, which was Chelsea to finish outside the top six. We got that one at plus 100. Mm -hmm. Now, like we mentioned, there's no fucking way that they're finishing uh, inside the top six based on what we've seen so far. And the reason I want to rehash it is there hasn't been any games since last spot. So if you didn't jump on that last week, it's probably still available to you. Take a quick look and, you know, Hop on board with your boys because that one is that one's already cashed. Yeah, I'm with you. And I feel like an underrated part of this match too is that if you are Bournemouth and you really need to pull yourself away from the relegation battle, this is a hell of a time to get at least a point. And so I gotta say though, I mean you mentioned it at the end a little bit, and I'm with you on the on the find the draw. Are we sure this isn't also a halfy half mm. situation? You know, I definitely teetered a bit. So anyone interested you can grab the cherries plus 350 at home in what feels like a winnable match, yeah. right? I mean, I think Bournemouth's not going to lose all their home games. And again, Chelsea's reeling right now. They've had some bad injuries uh, to some of those young guys. Um, they've had guys just blow wide open chances, which is sort of what you would expect from the youngest team in the league. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be this all season, but this is where they're at now. Yeah. <laughs> like so I think there's a tremendous opportunity to while the doors open a little bit to just pounce and um take advantage of whatever blood's in the water. So if we did go with the half you have plus three ten for the draw, plus three fifty for Bournemouth to win outright at home, these are certainly the conditions yeah. you know, that we like to see when we kind of do it. There's a reason I I looked at the number and I made note of it because it was it was definitely calling me. It was definitely staring at me. And I think it had the same effect on you. Maybe this is just the week where we've got two halfy halves. I don't think that's the worst situation to be in. I think I'm with you because I think it's super live. And I would. it would be annoying to lose the find the draw because Bournemouth won the match. I agree with that. Let's do it. All right. Halfy half. It's on the board. The draw is at plus 310. Bournemouth outright plus 350. That's a half unit cosign for each of us. And I bet we'll be tuned into this one. I think so. Yes. Um, what that's the, that's the early game on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good exactly. money right there. 
Let's go. Quick programming note too. I mean, American football. Maybe let's get some games on early. There's nothing like you know, you know, waking up and I'm an early bird. I think you are as well. Yeah. Having high level sports on. Why do I have to wait till noon here on the uh, East Coast? I got totally spoiled living on the West Coast for a few years. Ugh. Waiting till noon or 1 p.m. for NFL games is pretty rough. So I think um, I don't know. Maybe there's a chance to kind of like take some note for from what's going on across the pond and you know throw some some counter programming on early. For us guys that like to spread the dollars around, you know, all the different league options that we have. I mean, I will say not just the games like starting early, like before, like if you got to go out and like do stuff during the day, but like living in Seattle now, you know, I lived in New York for so long and lived in the Midwest for a while, like the Sunday night game and the Monday night game being on at Mm. 520 is just fucking spectacular out. That is, yeah. Give me, give me the Pacific time zone all day. Fucking love it out here. I'll tell you what the the one that spoiled me the most was NBA on at four or four thirty. Yes, you know, and I'm just like, all right, time to wind down the workday. Oh, okay, we've got a, <laughs> you know, Buck Sixers on TNT at four o'clock in the afternoon. Let's fucking go! Like that was just it's amazing, a thing of beauty. I I miss it. Hell yeah. I miss it. But uh, you know. We uh we persist. I will say there is something too though. I do miss a little bit on a like a Saturday night or a Friday night, like watching a game that starts at ten PM and just like having a couple beers and like having a late night and enjoying it. I I do miss that piece a little bit, but for the games that then you have to go to work the next day, it's nicer to have the <laughs> the earlier start times. I can totally relate to that. And I'll tell you where where that one lands for me the most is in the fight sports. Mm. So there's nothing like boxing or UFC when, you know, the main event's coming on at 12, 12, 15 in the morning. You're a little loopy and you're just like, like, you know, am I going to be able to stay up? And you're just like, and then all of a sudden people are punching each other. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? I I, I like that feeling at 12, 31 in the morning more than I like it at 9.30, you know, 10 p.m. at night. But I'm still kind of still with it. So I think that's where we've got a little bit of advantage uh, here on the East Coast. For sure. All right, so one more match on the docket. You already know how I feel about these guys. Nottingham Forest. At this point, you know, Arsenal's texting me just being like, hey, man, what, <laughs> like, what's the deal? Do, you, do we need to have a talk? Do like, you know, just, just be honest with me. I just can't quit these guys. <laughs> like you mentioned, they are hosting Burnley. So Forest sitting at an even goal differential for the season. Six goals for, six goals against. Six points for the season after four matches. Uh, ninth in the table. Let's fucking go. While Burnley currently occupies the 20th spot in said table. A spot that we thoroughly dissected on last week's pod. They are on zero points. Minus eight goal differential in only three matches. Minus eight. Not great. So, not great. Uh, I think my trees are riding real high after their big upset at Stanford Bridge uh, in their last matchup. And I just feel like historically, you know, like these plucky teams, they really kind of reach a point where they turn a corner and they really start showing out when it's their turn to be big brother. So with the win here, you know, my trees move up I kind of into that six, seven, eight range of the table, which would just make me, you know, the happiest guy in the whole wide world to see them at that level. And I don't know, man, I'm just dying to see the, that crowd at city ground, you know, riding super high on this one before forest kicks off a pretty tough stretch with matches at Manchester city home against Brentford and away at palace, Brentford and palace. Those are two teams that, you know, we very much expect to be in that top half mix all season. That would be like eight, nine, 10, 11 pool, you know, along with Chelsea as well. So 
we're really going to see, you know, over this next 10 and a half percent of the Premier League season, uh, we're going to learn a lot about my tricky trees who we still have at plus 470 to finish top half. Hello. But for just one more match week, my prediction for what the atmosphere will be like come Monday evening in Nottinghamshire to quote the great Waka Flocka. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Give me Nottingham Forest plus 110 plus 110 at home to beat up on that team that we both picked to finish 20th. I think when people think of Nottingham Forest, they do think about Waka Flocka vibes, I think. Uh, I think that's a <laughs> match made in heaven. Why are they plus 110? Can somebody explain this to us? Why they're plus 110 against Burnley? I feel like this happened a lot last year where odds makers and pundits just did not believe in your tricky trees. They're just like, no, it's coming. The regression's coming. The regression's coming. It just, it, it never came. You know, I'll tell you what I think it is because this happened to me when I started watching Premier League, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago it takes a few years for you to stop thinking about the newly promoted team as the newly promoted team yeah that's true you know you're just kind of like ah yeah whatever Luton town like you know if they stay up for a few years i guarantee you in three years they'll still be getting shorted odds wise even if they're like 10th 11th you know apparently in the table at that point it just takes time for i think odds makers and the betting public to just see them as a legit team you actually talked about it i think a couple of weeks ago with the same forest team where you're like yeah but are they really going to go to stanford bridge mm-hmm. and like really be able to get a draw or earn a point or like the same you know nottingham forest team we talked about it when they visited old trafford you know they go up 2-0 on manchester united you know and i think prior to that game we talked about okay well eric ten hogs getting fired if they don't win this match <laughs> right. you know united pulls it out in kind of sort of miracle fashion needed a red card you know a bunch of wild shit to happen you know to kind of win that one but i think it just takes a minute for probably the betting public to sort of like understand like okay this is a team if we just look at how they're playing and the results that they've been able to put up it's not even like they're playing well and like they're getting moral victories. No, they're getting like actual victories, right. you know, against real teams. So for them to be hosting Burnley, who, I mean, we actually put good hard-earned USD on them to finish in the 20th spot. At the same time, put hard-earned USD for Forrest to finish in the top half. But we bet it because we think it's going to happen, right? Yeah. So the reality is these two teams are pretty far apart. Even if like they kind of feel like they're in the same category, they're really not. You know, when you look at like just performance, Burnley being newly promoted and and really being super duper underwhelming. I mentioned three matches, no points, minus eight (laughs) differential. Plus 110 feels like as free money as it gets, I think. There is something to this where, you know, Burnley defeated Nottingham Forest in the League Cup, in the EFL Cup, August 30th. So it's not ancient history. uh, And that game was in Nottinghamshire, as as you point out. But... I will say, as much as I love my guy, as much as he's a legend and he deserves his statue, Burnley manager Vincent Company has really committed to, we're going to attack, we're going to play aggressive, an aggressive style of football, and we're going to run at you and we're going to try to score. And these teams that they've been running up against have said, bet. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, sure. Because we'll just counter and we have better players than you have. And, you know, Burnley kind of stormed through the championship last season and they earned promotion and they deserve a lot of credit for that. And I think Vincent Company, I used to say it, 
He, I mean, honestly, like uh, just full disclosure, he, I think he might be my favorite city player of all time. He was just a, the bell cow for us. He set the culture. He was everything to the squad. I think that he is just like, nope, this is the way we play. This is our identity. I'm sticking to this. I fear, obviously, when I co-signed your bet the, at the possibility of them finishing last, I fear that they do not have the players to continue to play that style with any kind of real success. And mm -hmm. and so I, I think that Nottingham Forest might be the latest group to kind of take advantage of that and get a win at home. I, I just think it's going to be hard for for Burnley to to play that style as much as I love Vinny. And, you know, he might just be working out, you know, his style and his philosophy, you know, yes. just with the understanding that it's like, all right, well, this might work or this might not work, but I'm developing, you know, my persona as a coach again and, and the philosophy that I want to continue to build. And I think culturally, culturally it's a good fit, but I think skill-wise, maybe a lot less so. But yeah, shout out to Vinny. I, I, was, I was a huge fan for sure as well. I will say when we played them in the FA Cup and we, I think we stomped them like 6-0 or something to that effect uh, last season, Pep just kept saying, you know, when I retire, Vinny's pro mm. should probably coach City. And Vincent Company had to come out and, and say at a press conference, I'd really like Pep to stop saying that, please. <laughs> like, stop, please stop heaping that pressure on me right now. But I think that's a, that's a fucking great point by you is that he is probably just honing his his style right now and this might not be the best the premier league for burnley that might not be the best fit for them it worked like fucking a charm in the championship but obviously different league up here yeah 100 percent. so i need to hear it are you joining me on this plus 110 i'm not sure if you've have, have you joined I, the tricky trees have you come along for a stroll through the forest with your boy yet off the top of my head, no, because I, I get so hypnotized by the other shirt every fucking game. So, uh, well, then this might be the match for you. <laughs> I yeah, I think this is yeah, I think this has got to be this has got to be the one. And I, I I've tweeted it. I think it every single time. But you know, we played uh, City played Burnley in the first match of of the season. I think about that. Uh, it's now an internet meme, but the scene from um, the Wesley Snipes movie. Where he's Nino Brown. New Jack City. Yeah, New Jack City. Yeah, thank you. Where he's pointing the gun at his brother, G Money, and he's like crying as he's pointing pointing the gun <laughs> at him. That's how I always feel when City plays Burnley. I'm just like, sorry, Vinny. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Vinny. I love you so much. You're like part of the reason why I'm like such a huge fan of, of City. But yeah, the, those tricky trees, I, I cannot keep laying off these bets. I got to make some money on, on Dino's trees here. Let's go. Half unit, full unit. What do you want to do? Yeah, give me the full unit cosign. I think they're. I think Forrest is going to win the game. Let's go. All right. So with that said, let's hit the recap. Couple of different halfy halves here. I love that we are betting Brighton and Hove Albion to either win outright at Old Trafford plus two ten or earn themselves a draw plus two eighty against Manchester United. Half unit cosign for your boys. Traditional halfy half. A little sprinkle sprinkle on Matoma anytime goal scorer. That's a quarter unit cosign. Love that. We are doubling up on the halfy half. So the halfy half, halfy half. We are taking Bournemouth hosting Chelsea. The draw here is plus 310 and Bournemouth to an outright plus 350. That's another halfy half cosine, half unit on each of those. Do two halfy halves equal a fully full? I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> For show purposes, it's a fully full. That's two happy halves. Let's fucking go. And in our last matchup, another cosine for good measure. We are both taking Nottingham Forest full unit plus 110 at home hosting Burnley. 
I think we did it. Did I miss anything? No, man. Great finds by you. I appreciate you. Let me uh, tag along for the ride. And God, let's get let's go get get this Premier League back. Oh, I cannot wait. Thank you for saying that. This has been another episode of the Tasty Bits Pod. Follow at Tasty Bits Pod on X, Reddit, and Threads. Subscribe to Tasty Bits Pod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to watch or listen. And remember to always, always, always bet responsibly. Big thank you to my co-host. Best of luck to you this weekend. Same to you, buddy. We're going to have to second screen because Manchester City plays Moyes Boys at the same time as that fucking Red Devils-Brighton game. No bets oh, no. no bets necessary on there. City's a huge favorite, if you can believe it. It's all right. That's why, uh, you know, Al Gore invented the internet and the capability <laughs> to stream multiple things at once. So we're good. Love it. Yeah, we're going to take these winnings and maybe, you know, buy ourselves a third screen just in case things get real messy. Um, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Maybe, maybe football, you know, takes my advice and j- j- scoots some of those games into, I don't know, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern slot. That would be pretty nice. If they do that, how are we going to get keys, keys to the game on the NFL pregame shows? Uh, that's what you got to worry about. Oh, geez. That's going to really put our <laughs> fully full game in, in real jeopardy. <laughs> That's right. You know what? We're going to find a way. You know, much like Bill Belichick, we're going to find a way. That's right. We'll do our job. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do our job. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Talk to you. Good luck.